I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. You guys, I have my passport in hand. I am so happy. We have had so much stress surrounding this passport. Um, I had forgotten to change my name uh, from my my maiden name to my married name. And (laughs) it was just such a crazy journey trying to get a rushed 72-hour passport. I mean, we realized it two weeks ago, but... The only option that we had left to get a passport in time for our trip was to do this crazy 72-hour passport thing. So we ended up having to go on a crazy journey. And for the first time in News Du Jour history, I had to cancel an episode. I've never actually missed one. The only times I don't report are on the on the weekdays are for bank holidays, but my husband and I very unexpectedly had to drive to Tulsa and then down to Dallas and back in a 24-hour span, and it was very worth it because it secured my passport for our trip to Italy, but by the time that I got home, it was past midnight and I was more drained than I have been in a very long time. So I appreciate all of you guys understanding and to make up for it, I'm going to incorporate what I had written for Friday's episode into this one with a few more recent stories as well and just make it an extra long episode. But guys, this will actually be my last episode for the next two weeks. But do not worry, I will still keep you guys covered for the news. Do not fret about that. While I'm abroad, I'm going to be bringing something back that only my OG followers will remember. The Daily Dish. So News Du Jour podcast actually began as The Daily Dish. Well, Actually, it began with me telling my girlfriends about the news in high school in the hallways, but its first legitimate iteration was called The Daily Dish, and it happened on Instagram stories when stories were still pretty new. It's a news breakdown, just like news du jour, but not quite as in-depth or personalized as I can make it for a podcast. I have decided that once a year, I will give myself a little vacation in this format where I will still keep you guys informed, but just via Instagram on Instagram stories with the Daily Dish. I will also be sure to post these dishes to Facebook and Twitter as well in case some of you guys don't have Instagram. But this just allows me to be a little bit more mobile while I'm traveling rather than carrying around my my microphone and my laptop with me. It's just a lot to keep track of. 
And the rest of the year, I will be bringing all of this stuff with me when I travel and reporting as usual. But I realized as a leader in my little company, it is really vital that I take the time to unplug at least somewhat from time to time. I cannot say enough how much I appreciate your patience with this. I don't, as of now, have anyone who can step in for me on the news du jour. That said, I will really miss you guys and miss talking to you on here. And I hope that as soon as we're back, that you guys will be excited to pick up where we left off. And who knows, maybe I'll even record you guys some little love notes while we're away and play them for you when we get back. But while we are gone, I cannot emphasize enough how much I encourage you guys to check out our bonus episodes. I put a lot of time, care, and effort into those, and they can always be found at the bottom of our feed. So if you just scroll down, you'll see bonus episodes. And I highly recommend our Corals episode, as well as the Christian Andriacchio case, as well as our interview with America's Next Top Model contestant, Kiara Bellin. If that's not enough for you during this time away, though, you can always become a patron of our podcast at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. The link is in the show notes and instantly get access to five exclusive bonus episodes just for our patrons. There's one about Russia's road of bones um, and another one about whether there really are alligators in New York City's sewers and where those rumors come from. They're fantastic. I would be so honored, though, to have your support during this pot of the podcast during this time while I'm away. Truly, though, it would make my life. So without further ado, though, we will go ahead and hop into today's extra long episode. I have no idea how long this one is going to be. It will be finished when it's finished. So first up, President Trump sues his niece, Mary Trump. Oh, yeah. And the New York Times. It seems that President Trump has drawn a connection between his niece, Mary Trump, and his tax returns being leaked by the New York Times. A connection between the two was not previously known. Trump's lawyers have sued both parties, alleging that Mary Trump, quote unquote, smuggled the tax documents out of her attorney's office and then gave them to the Times as an anonymous source. And then the lawsuit further claims that this breaches the confidentiality agreement between Mary Trump and Donald Trump that they settled on during squabbles over the will of Fred C. Trump. During the 2016 presidential election, President Trump promised to make his tax returns public more than once, but never release them, leaving people to wonder what he had to hide. Those documents have been the subject of so much speculation. Theories range from crimes committed to the former president simply being broke. And it could be some of both or neither. We just won't know until we know for sure. But the thing is, the fact that Trump is suing over this leak kind of confirms that these were his true tax returns, which he actually denied at the time, which is a pretty big revelation in and of itself. And speaking of President Trump, 
the January 6th committee just subpoenaed some of Trump's closest advisors. So four of Trump's closest advisors have now been subpoenaed, meaning they're going to be forced to testify to the January 6th committee. If you remember, this is a group of almost all Democrats and just two Republicans who are investigating the events of January 6th. The men subpoenaed are Stephen Bannon, Trump's chief strategist, Dan Scavino, Trump's deputy chief of staff, Kosh Patel, former Pentagon chief of staff, and Mark Meadows, Trump's White House chief of staff. Kosh Patel is the only one who has provided any type of a comment on the subject, and it's probably because he was at the Pentagon at the time and not at the White House. The subpoena outlines that these men are to turn over certain documents by October 7th and then come in and testify the very next week. These various men all had very intimate roles in the events of that day, whether it was actually organizing the rally that occurred, promoting it on the White House Twitter account, or physically being with the president on that day. It's clear that this committee wants to know who knew what when, and likely what the president knew and what his role in the events of the January 6th attacks were on our nation's capital. Stay tuned. For our next story, a Montana train gets derailed. So train accidents are pretty rare. Aside from people stepping or driving in front of a train, an actual train just going off the rails is very, very rare. The only safer way to travel, statistically speaking, is by airplane, actually, which is ironically the form of transportation that people seem to be the most afraid of. And then motorcycles are actually the most dangerous by like 200%. But I'm getting off track. That's neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say is trains don't often have big accidents, but they did this weekend in Montana. So unfortunately, three people were killed and about 50 injured when an Amtrak train derailed. It was about eight cars that fell off the tracks. It was in a pretty rural area, but they quickly got organized and put everyone up in hotels for the night as they attended to everyone's injuries and made sure that everyone was accounted for. The derailment is already being investigated. The most similar crash happened about three years ago. So these situations are really extremely rare and unlikely, especially when you compare them to something like driving a car. But That doesn't make them any less tragic when they do happen. Our hearts go out to everyone affected by this event. Okay, so I try my hardest to keep my own personal perception or opinion of things out of this podcast. It just doesn't have a place here typically. But I do think there's some things to note that are my personal perception in this story. So I'm going to include them today because I think it may shed some light on things. But I do want to emphasize this is how I am understanding them. 
a senior diplomat from the U.S. to Haiti, quits over the issues at the border. So this situation is getting kind of nutty, y'all. President Trump's reactions towards our allies, our foes, and migrants were so much more rigid and isolating than the Biden administration's. But it's almost like no one expected anything else from President Trump, and now the Biden administration is expected to be this beacon of inclusivity. So whenever they put their foot down and say no, all hell breaks loose. Or at least that is my personal perception of things. Biden did not want to work with the French on the submarines. And they recalled their freaking ambassador. Biden did not want to accept the thousands of Haitian migrants hiding in Texas along the border. And now the senior diplomat from Haiti quit over this. How many migrants did Trump turn away without a diplomat quitting? This man's name is Daniel Foote, and he was appointed as the special envoy to Haiti after the president, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated. He wrote a searing letter explaining his decision, blaming the U.S. for worsening conditions in Haiti over time with their efforts to help. The Biden administration already extended temporary protection status to about 150,000 Haitians that are currently living in the U.S. due to all the turmoil there. But he can't be blamed for an earthquake and the assassination of the Haitian president. And the Haitians hiding in Texas simply did not fit the requirements laid out in our application process. I believe that this points to the emergence of a moderate political America. Bernie's and AOC's would have taken these people in. Trump would have been even harsher. But Biden is caught in the center here. And as Margaret Thatcher put it, quote, standing in the middle of the road is very dangerous. You could get knocked down by traffic on both sides, end quote. And an Oklahoma congressman once put it, there ain't nothing in the middle of the road except yellow stripes and dead armadillos. Lots of people want to force everyone to take a side. But there is merit to being moderate. And the world is more gray than it is black and white. No matter how much we wish it were black and white. And the U.S. has been in dire need of someplace in the middle. And on that note, I actually wanted to remind you guys that Andrew Yang's book comes out on October 5th and with it, the announcement of a new American political party. So who knows? Maybe we'll be getting ourselves an actual moderate category for those in the middle to identify with. Stay tuned. And if this ends up making a big splash, you'll definitely hear about it on our social media. And next up for today, a volcanic eruption. Literally. So Canary Island is sending out the craziest images and videos of their volcanic eruption. I shared some on our Instagram stories, but basically this slow moving burning lava is taking over the island and while emergency responders are managing it, it's still incredibly disturbing to watch. 
For example, think of like pools being surrounded by this fiery lava and it's slowly falling into the pool with whole hillsides bright and ablaze with fiery lava. This is the first major eruption in 50 years. It began last Sunday, but continues and could possibly go on for weeks. About 6,000 residents have actually been evacuated from the area. People are loading everything from clothing to chickens to laundry machines and other large appliances into trucks to get them away from this slow-moving lava and ash. Their homes are sure to be surrounded. The sounds are crashes and explosions similar to that of thunder, and the island is thick with the smell of smoke. Luckily, the lava is moving so slowly that it is not as deadly as it could be, but these people's lives are being upended by this eruption. Tourism is the major economic driver on the island, so imagine having to evacuate your home watch it be overtaken by lava, and not having your paycheck. It's a lot of stress and hardship for everyone affected. Our hearts go out to everyone there, and I hope that it ends soon and everyone stays safe. And for our last story today, we just have a quick little mini story. The FDA approves booster shots from Pfizer-BioNTech. Authorities have now decided that COVID booster shots are safe and affected. But as of now, only the most at risk will receive them. Think over 65, frontline workers, and those with severe immune deficiencies. For obvious reasons. The release of these boosters will be staggered, just like the vaccine itself. So stay tuned for more info as they roll out. And that is the news du jour. Real quick, I just wanted to give one more reminder here at the end that the news du jour can be found written on our Instagram stories, we will call this the daily dish, for the next two weeks. I cannot wait to reconnect with you guys afterwards, and I hope that you will follow not just the daily dish on our stories, but all of our travels in Italy. I cannot wait to bring you guys along for the ride. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, It's a funny thing coming home. Nothing changes. Everything looks the same, feels the same, even smells the same. And you realize what's changed is you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. 
You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, oh.